0: Hi, this is Patty, and thank you for listening to this previously recorded episode of GalaxyCon Live. We'd also like to invite you to check out our other shows, Rock Around the Ring, featuring music and wrestling guests, and GalaxyCon Talks Comics, all of which are available now on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else. Fine podcasts are available.
1: Hi, welcome to GalaxyCon Live. I'm Mike Broder, President of GalaxyCon. With me is my co-host, Patty Hawkins. Hi, Patty. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? We have some awesome guests tonight. Our good friend Richard Horvitz is here. You know, Richard, Star of Innovator Zim, Angry Beavers, Great Adventures of Billy and Mandy, and also the iconic 90s comedy Summer School. And he's dragging along his buddy Dean Cameron, also from Summer School, Chainsaw, Star mm-hmm. of Ski Patrol, Ski Patrol 2, Rockula, They Came From Out of Space, and the, the Fast Times, the TV show. Richard and Dean have been have been producing the Some Kind of Joke web series and posting new uh, episodes every day online. It's really funny and short and quick and really, uh, really punchy. So without further ado, let's welcome Richard and Dean. There they are. Hi, guys. Hey. hey. Or should I? Oh, yeah. Hi, Dean. Short and quick was uh, it's a title of my sex tape.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> or should I call you uh, Michael and Fredo? Michael we and are Fredo.
2: Michael and Fredo. That is yeah. true.
1: So, for those that don't know, you guys are doing this web series, uh, some kind of joke, which you guys started, I don't know, a few a week and a half ago, right? Two weeks ago, I well, think eleven episodes.
2: So, the the there's a history to this some kind of joke, and I'll let Dean Dean tell because it, it was his idea. Go ahead,
3: uh, we started a couple years ago, actually shooting with you know, a single camera uh, uh, classic jokes as narrative short films. Mm -hmm. And we did a few of those sort of to to see if it would work and it worked, but it's time consuming and expensive. So we stopped. But when this all happened, I was taking my daily drive of despair and I thought, Hey, we could do jokes on zoom and maybe that'll work. And so we did one and had so much fun that we just kept doing them.
2: Yeah, it's something that we do for our. I mean, we do it for ourselves. We had a lot of views in the beginning, but apparently people (laughs) are getting a little tired of them. I don't know, but one of the main Uh, things our audience
3: is getting more selective. Yes, but
2: But, you know, the main thing is is that we're on all different platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on uh, YouTube. But what we really want to do is like drive all the fans over to our YouTube channel, which is called some kind of joke, and it's on. It's on YouTube, some kind of joke. And Dean, you know, Dean had yeah, this idea because Dean's directing now, which is one of the other things that um, we should talk about is that Dean wanted, originally when we did this, uh, some kind of joke thing, he came to me with this idea. He said, hey, do you want to join me on this? We'll, we'll co-produce it together. And if you look at our early work on them, it's full production quality. We had a you know cinematographer and everything and it was just to show narratives and also highlighted and showed Dean's amazing directing ability, and that was one of the main. That's one of the main reasons that we uh, we got involved doing it. We did, you know, one of the things that Dean and I, if we get we get bored or you know nothing's going on in our lives, we'll say, let's go do something, and we'll run a studio for an afternoon and a green screen, and we'll just shoot a bunch of sketches. And
1: so yeah, we
3: started. Uh, it, it, the the first thing we did was this thing called. Can I? I wonder how. Uh, is this PG or no? It's, it's uh, okay. it, we, we called it "Dickhead Firemen." Dickhead uh, Firemen. And we just got a bunch of friends together at a green screen studio and
2: in, uh, in fireman outfits. Fireman
3: outfits, and said, "Let's just improv the worst firemen in the world because they're so revered." We thought, "What if they were horrible people?" So they're taking pictures of themselves in front of a fire and. Yeah. upset by the the belt just real quick stuff so Yeah they've got their cell it.
2: phones they can't get any signal as the as the the house burns behind them Yeah just stuff like that Yeah and there you can you can look that up also is that a separate channel dean
3: Yeah that's the it's also, DeK- yeah. cleverly yeah. titled yeah. sort of the Right I, but we um yeah, but it uh, some kind of joke ended up with us doing a short film called The Bug which is based on great classic joke uh, where i got richard to dress up in a bug costume uh, oh yeah it's in the back i think i had yeah, it yeah had it,
2: yeah
3: and uh you do i, I have it in, hanging in the garage richard oh oh the poster yeah yeah and so the short film and so it was originally just going to be some kind of joke but it ended up being so good we ended up in film festivals and won a bunch of awards and stuff so uh
1: there's only two on that
3: one, but we've got like eight awards now. So it's pretty cool.
1: We were, we were talking, Patty and I were talking earlier and we are going over all you your guys' uh, stuff, mostly yours, Dean, because we you know Richard. We know everything he's right. done. We were talking about, you know, talked about that summer school and ski patrol. And Excuse now I, uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry, ski school. Sorry.
3: It's <laughs> the same movie. It's all the same movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rockula. And he was telling me about your directing of a uh, play. Uh, Patty, you want to?
0: Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about Bukowski.
3: Bukowski. Bukowski. Oh yeah. So I was I worked with this theater company in LA for years called uh, Naked. Uh, Sacred fools. Sacred fools. Thank oh. you. And this friend of mine, Gary Stockdale, had and another a writer named Spencer Garrett had written these three songs, sort of based on Charles Bukowski's life, but show tune versions. And they were hilarious. And so I thought, what if we were, we could do this as a show, like a short show. And the conceit was that it was a backer, uh, this really horrible theater company with this egomaniac producer doing a backers audition for this show called Bukowsical uh, based on Charles Bukowski's life. <laughs> and it
1: was just
3: great. It was just, so, it was so good. And uh, yeah. it was. It,
1: it, it, Does this it exist anywhere on film?
3: No, it doesn't exist anywhere.
1: God damn it.
3: We got very close to getting shut down by his estate, and the wife was very upset with us, and, and we had to make sure that it's not authorized by Charles B. Kowski and stuff like that. So <laughs>
0: yeah, but it, was, it was a great time.
3: It was a there's really still, good
0: show. There, there's still some, there's some uh, sizzle reel stuff from when, oh, you is there? To, yeah, from when you took it to New York Fringe. The sizzle reel is still up on YouTube. Oh, cool. And I, I was, uh, I'm a friend. Uh, I found out about it because a friend of mine was uh, one of your cast in that Matt Garland. Oh, oh,
3: Matt. Oh, Matt was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- that That's was a small he, world. He, I know. And he He really that that remains one of his favorite things he did in the, out of that decade. So thank you so much for casting him. That really, that really still resonates with him. Tell Matt That's, I said hello. He
2: was, my friend wanted actually. me to say hello. Harrington M Lilana. Oh, hi guys. Hello.
0: Speaking of other talent you worked with, Dean, uh, since Mike, and again, Mike and I are of this generation, we're, Mike and I are a certain age, so we are going to go back to some of you guys' 80s stuff, so forgive us, but don't go worry, we'll it. get to the 90s stuff for our younger viewers out there, but <laughs> before we get to before we get to the summer school, I just want to talk a little bit about, yeah, you were the Earth 2, uh, I call it, uh, Jeff Spicoli on the Fast Times uh, series, as it was, but you got to work with a great cast on that, especially Ray Walston and Vincent Schiavelli, two of my favorite character actors.
3: It was so nice to work with them, and you know, I was a huge fan of the movie. And my, I, I had been roommates with one of the guys who played the Surfer Buds in when they were doing the movie. So oh, I actually wow. gone to gone to the set, and I watched the iconic scene where they all spill out of the the VW van with the smoke billowing behind it. Yeah. And this and this guy Jeff used to call the house, and my roommate Eric was. I'd say, this, "Who's Jeff?" It's like, ah, oh, this actor Sean he insists on being called by the character name the whole time. So it was Sean Penn calling the house talking to Eric and it was pretty cool. But yeah, but great cast, Patrick Dempsey, Courtney Thorne-Smith, Claudia Wells, who's in Back to the Future. Uh, Yeah, Vincent Schiavelli and Ray Walston, just a a dream cast. It's really cool. Wally Langham, um, amazing. Oh yeah,
0: Wally. Yeah. yeah. So how did you, how did the two of you get involved with uh, summer school? Gene? So, Gene was on board before me.
3: Yeah. I mean, coincidentally, so Amy Herkeling was supposed to direct, Amy Herkeling, who directed Fast Time, was supposed to direct mm-hmm. Summer School. Really? And, yeah. And she, while we were doing Fast Time, she was talking about it, and she was talking to Patrick and Wally about playing the Chainsaw and Dave characters. There are these two guys that weigh into the horror movies, and you guys would be great. And I was sitting there going, well, uh, I'd like to be in a movie myself. What about that? <laughs> so, ultimately... Uh, at Paramount, Carl Reiner had another movie that he was going to do, and that fell through. And Paramount gave him the pick of any script, and he liked this summer school script because it was a great script. And Amy was out, and then I had done, and Patrick Labartheau and Kirstie Alley had done a TV movie with Mark Harmon the year before, two years before, called The Prince of Bel Air. Not the fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? But, yeah, and so he re- remembered me, and Jeff Franklin, the writer, knew about me from Amy, and and so I went in and uh, read with, I read once with, just along with the casting director, and then I came back and I read with Gary Riley and I, f- I keep forgetting his name. He played Mark the Hyman? Big, No, the big brother in <laughs> ET. Robert. Oh. Okay. Henry Thomas. Uh, no, Robert. Uh, oh, the, Robert the, the older
0: brother. Robert.
3: Yeah. Mac- not no
1: Robert McNaught. No, God, Google. we haven't scheduled to come to Raleigh this year,
3: yeah.
1: Anyway, <laughs>
3: so I read with him, I read with him and, and Gary. So Robert's still waiting to see if he got the part or not, but I uh, ended up doing it with Gary. But yeah, so that's how that's how I
1: got involved. So, had you guys met prior to summer school? Or did you guys meet on the set?
3: No, the way I, I was
2: like literally the last student of the of the regular cast that was cast and uh, what happened I was doing a TV series at the time called Safe at Home and I wasn't available to do it but during a hiatus from shooting that series, I decided I was going to go in because they said you know Carl Reiner wants to meet with you so I went in literally that day I read with Carl right out of the gate Carl Reiner and at the time I finished he went, get out of here. You're perfect. You got the part. It was like the only time I've ever like booked a part on the spot and it was from Carl Reiner. So it's like, I felt like Mary Tyler Moore, you know, the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, (laughs) But by the time I joined the rest of the cast, they had already been, they had, Carl had been doing a kind of a blocking rehearsal for the entire week. And I joined everyone about a week later. And then that's the first time I met Dean and and everyone. uh, No, I I grew up with, uh, with uh, Shawnee Smith. So I knew Shawnee.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Her whole family I knew well. Uh, and that's how we came to be.
1: So did you, nice. Did you guys keep in touch the whole time afterwards? Or, you know?
2: We lost. No, there were some years that we probably didn't see each other. We, we kind of ran into each other once in a while, I think. Yeah. And then uh, we ended up at the same voiceover agency right. in the late, late, like mid-90s, mid-90s, mid-90s or yeah. so. And from then, we just kind of rekindled our friendship. I mean, the people that I've kept in touch with over the years, besides Dean, is Dean. Patrick Laberteau is also a friend of ours. Uh, Ken Ollant is a very good friend of ours. He played the the stripper. Sure. Shawnee, I've seen here and there. Mark, I still see Mark. I see Mark every couple of months or so. Kirsty, I ran into in a diner in Silver Lake. That was the last time I saw her. <laughs> Yo- oh, and Carl. And I, I keep in touch with Carl. I see Great. Carl and... and uh, and the executive producer of our, our George. Movie, George Shapiro is George. a good friend of mine. Yeah, that's
0: great, oh. Dean. You made a good point about it being such a great script, and yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. The movie still holds up, and superficially, I always thought, in, in long after retrospect, I think I think the movie's marketed a little bit wrong. I think they try to make it look like a just a a, t- a typical teen romp of that time, like hard bodies and porkies right. or whatever. And no. It's got some really good acidic humor. It's got a lot of profanity and it avoided the R rating and still has a lot of heart
3: in it. it really does. Well, that was the, the issue when we were shooting it. I remember we'd be on the location and people would say, because the script, I mean, the script was really uh, this beautiful script and there was stuff that, was missing from the final cut but yeah. just I, I just love that script but when, when people say oh what, what's the name of the movie you're doing or it's called Summer School and they go oh one of those like no no not one of those yeah. it's a, it's a Carl Reiner's directing and it's a Paramount film and it's a pretty big like uh, yeah, it's just some it, yeah, that was the I thing later happened. I would do one of those movies but initially no, a, we all, we
2: all did those movies yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, have a, I have a great a funny Carl Reiner story about speaking on my audition and go back. So uh, when I was reading with Gary Riley, Carl gave me this horrible direction just the worst direction in the world and I, I like looked at him like that's that's the worst idea i have ever heard and I thought, well, it's Carl Reiner. I'll give it a shot. And so I did. And it did not land. It was bad. And so we went on. And we went. so about two weeks into the shoot, we were waiting around there, setting up lights. And, and Carl came over to me and said, remember that uh, that direction I gave you in the audition? I was like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, it was really bad. I go, yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. He goes, I just wanted to see if you would listen to me because I could tell you're a motherfucker. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: My my most vivid recollection is we were shooting the scene. We're in the classroom where Courtney Thornsmith Smith is staring outside the window because she wants to go out and surf, and I started laughing, and then Dean started laughing, and then Mark starts laughing, and it's her close up, and we could not stop laughing at her looking. at them. We just we just got we couldn't la- we couldn't stop laughing. We had to keep calling cut, right. had to reset
3: because it and was. Then- yeah, she, it was like she, it was like the third take, and she was doing the exact same thing, and she was just staring out a window, and like, what? What? what, what, is window, what are you doing? And really and it was and such a blank. I mean, she was great. She's a and- blank surfer girl, Shirley.
2: I kid you not, when they called cut and they said, okay, we're resetting for the next scene. We all ran to our dressing rooms to get out of there as fast as we could. And even Mark went running out and, yeah. and Carl came after us and said, hey, hey, you're very bad, <laughs> bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> you're very bad boys.
3: Well, the, other, the other angry story is Mark Harmon had been voted a sexiest, sexiest, sexiest man, man alive God. by People Magazine that year. Yeah. And so the scene where he walks in with the tie and he's going to teach in his school, I'm off camera and I go, it's the sexiest man alive. And we finished yeah. the cut <laughs> and he chased me out of the building, tackled me, and he's like, don't ever say that again. He was <laughs> <just> joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but, sorry. But, but but no, that raised that raised a good the point about when
0: the movie came out. That was that is nadare and and again, those of you may not remember. If you remember your mom talking about how popular Clooney was in the '90s, that's where Mark Harmon was through yeah, okay. St. Elsewhere and, and yeah.
2: his TV stuff. So, and you know, I, I Dean will attest to this. Like Mark is one of the most genuine, nicest, down to earth people you'll ever meet. When right. we were doing that, I was like, I think at the time I was, I think I was like converting my garage or I was going to just move a bunch of boxes. And Mark said, Hey, you want me to come over this weekend and I'll help you. And I was like, yeah, yeah thanks. He goes, no, I'm serious. I'll, I'll come over and I'll help you move. I said, no, 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 you don't have to. He goes, no, I can help you with that insulation. You know, the thing, and it, this whole thing about how, you know, the uh, insulation will give you fiberglass <laughs> and how to get the fiberglass out without. I was like, no, no, it's fine. But to this day, every time I run into him, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a very interesting story about Mark. And this is true. About, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little bit less, uh, maybe about eight or nine. I don't know. I get a I get an email and it says, hey, Richard, it's Mark. Call me at the office. I'm like, Mark, what? So uh, I call up the office. I say, Mark Harmon's office. I said, oh, yeah, it's Richard Horvitz for Mark Harmon. So he said, hey, how you been? I said, great. And he said, listen, you remember those pictures? Do you see that picture right behind me that's framed where the bug is, it's a summer school picture, right? Yeah. yeah. Directly above that chair. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Those were gifts to us from Carl Reiner at the cast party when we wrapped. And wow. uh, we all signed them like a yearbook, you know? And Mark said to me on this call not too long ago or eight years ago, hey, um, where you signed your picture, It's you, you like wrote it in like a light red or something and it's fading would you meet me in Santa Monica at the frame store? I want you to re-sign it exactly what you wrote. And I said, that's so weird because i left a space for you where you had not signed it. Cause I, I missed right. you that night. And he said, yeah, bring it. We'll do it. So I meet him in Santa Monica. I hadn't seen him in, in quite a few years. And we were talking about careers and I said to him, you know, I said, I thought summer school was going to launch me into more film work and everything. And he say, hey, what are you talking about? I know all about your your animation work and my kids grew up on your shows. I was like, oh, wow, that was very sweet. So we signed our autographs and the woman put our frames back together. And I said, oh, but I'm still here. And he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, I thought once we did that, I was going to quantum leap back into my on-camera career." <laughs> and he laughed. I kid you not. That day, I was cast in uh, the Informant, along with Tony Hale and Matt Damon, also starring Scott Bakula. So, I um, I wrote to Mark and I said, "Your magic, your magic uh, signature got me this job." And he said, "No, it's because it's." He goes. It's your acting that got you the job. And I'm just, uh, it's an honor to be your friend. I mean, it was just, he's just so down to earth. I love yeah, Mark. He's so it's great. It's
0: great. I got one final Star school thing. Then we can move on to the other stuff. Yes, uh, let's do it. What, during the, uh, uh, the famous gore scene, which had some really fantastic practical effects. And
3: record,
0: yeah, I mean, they really knocked it out of the park. And but just how long did, how long did that shoot particularly take?
2: It was two
3: days, right? Rich?
2: The shoot, yeah, that was Lucy Lee Flippin' was one day, and then yeah. the other day was the uh just the the close-up. Cheyenne, what did we? I, oh no, we did we did this we did this this the this schoolroom in one day, but really? we did be- yeah we did the beach scene with the makeup on still okay. the second day, yeah, because <laughs> that's where you had to eat that eyeball. Remember how many takes <laughs> we had to do, and remember if you kept like. You just we had to do like how many tanks did we deal with that? Not many.
3: They did, they only had a couple of eyeballs and they flavored them for me, which was nice. Oh, that is good.
2: Yeah. An interesting thing about that is that Dean's right. We Rick Baker actually did all our makeup, so we went to the Rick Baker studios to, to do it. But my saw blade that I have going through my head was so so tight on my head that when they took it off, I had a dent in my head where <laughs> it actually it was it was painful. And I was wearing a wig with it on so
0: nice nice well again summer school i love it and uh richard your character was the nerd that i was and dean your character was the geek that i aspired to be
1: Good. my
2: my character was a stretch because i'm normally you know the leading uh, guy you know
1: right yeah i mean you're very 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. cool, richard. But it's boy, stretch. you threw up a lot in that movie too
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i almost did you know how many times we rode the the cork? what was it at uh the revolution it was no, it's it not Berry Farm, right?
0: Not Sperry
3: Farm.
2: Yeah. We rode that that thing. It was like the whole park was closed for us, and we rode that thing over and over again. And by the time we got off it, I was feeling pretty sick. Right. Yeah.
1: So the uh, so uh, summer school, ironically, it's uh, where I first learned about Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I hadn't seen it yet, and uh, then had to go see Texas Chainsaw Massacre after the fact. Do. Yeah. And then I, you know, was lucky enough to kind of sort of work with Gunnar Hansen on a project once. And then when I got in the convention world, my buddy had a horror show, and I got to meet Gunner again. And he was just the nicest, sweetest guy. Dean, you do a lot of horror conventions, right?
3: Uh, I haven't in a while, but I, I did. You used for to. A couple years. Did yet. you ever? Did you ever meet Gunner? I never met him. I never did. I, uh, I, I, I met a couple of years ago, and I think he's he's died since then. But he was uh, one of the brothers. Uh, I don't,
2: I forgot his
0: name,
3: but yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: My
2: Sonny Bono wig. You know, I I was at Comic-Con, I I was at Comic-Con a couple of years ago when we were promoting um, Enter the Florpus and Rick Baker was there. I think I told you this and I saw Rick and we were both in two separate junket rooms and I walked and I, I I looked at him and he goes, summer school. He goes, come here. I want to take a picture. He was still (laughs) such a huge fan of summer school. It was like, I couldn't believe he remembered it, you know, how many years ago
3: now did we do that? 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> it was it 10? Maybe 12. I think it was like 12 years ago. Yeah,
2: I guess it was about 20.
3: That do you remember, sense. Richard, the last, the last, the the, the production manager was great because the last day of our shoot was at Malibu Grand Prix. <laughs> yes. And I, a friend of mine, oh. my friend Michael was in, in town with me and we went to. My, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Malibu Grand Prix. And I brought my. The last day of high school, when I was in high school in Oklahoma, I went to Malibu Grand Prix, and I was, well, you know, I suffer from glaucoma, and so I had smoked a lot of marijuana to help with my glaucoma. So I uh, had taken a, a picture of my Malibu Grand Prix license, and my I'm just blazing, eyes are bright red, <laughs> red. So anyway, so I Michael Boylock and I took the. Our, our,
2: what our, I remember about that was how he he was getting so mad at us because we kept creeping forward in the cars. and yeah. you remember that? Like, yeah, guys go back to your marks. Right. And 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 Mark was just kept going forward.
3: Yeah. And he'd so take crazy. off and we'd all go yes.
2: around. Yes. And we'd yeah. go around, they get so mad at us.
1: Anyway, we've talked about summer school for yes. far too long. Yes. So all right. So <laughs> we, we normally talk about conventions, right? This is the main truck of our show. Now Dean, you've never done one of our shows which oh. we have to fix. We talked about that earlier. So have you ever have you guys ever done a show together? A convention?
2: No, so I don't we think to we ever done a convention trip. together. Yeah, we had to fix
3: did, that. We didn't.
2: No, we did. We did a screening at the at the movie. The New show. Beth, right? The New Beth, but we haven't done a, a show together.
3: I did one with Kelly Minter and Gary Riley. And
2: Gary Riley, yeah.
3: And yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was. Yeah,
0: a, I know. There's a, for the twentieth, y'all did a a, a screening and Q and I believe.
3: Yeah, this guy Brian McQuarrie, who is a Denizen think- at, at the new Bev. Yeah. His birthday. Pre- well, one of his birthday presents was Rockula. He wanted a screening of Rockula. So <laughs> I went to that. And then the other one, he, he like asked me to do, to come to a summer school and I called Richard and, and then Fabia Fabiana ended up going and, and Robin Thomas and Gary Riley showed up. And I think Kelly was Kelly. there? Kelly was, I, I don't think Patrick. Kelly was there, but Patrick was there. Yeah.
2: But it was good to see uh, gills again, yeah, yeah, Robert.
3: yeah. He looks Mike, now and he looks younger than both of us combined.
0: I'm just gonna ask Mike a question here Mike, if we book them, can we please book Fabiana
1: too? Please, yeah, please, we'll, she'll do it. She'll do it. She'll do it. Richard's gonna set this up for you,
0: yeah,
1: all your hopes and dreams. Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just gotten her out of my adolescent teenage system and and then she shows up in the austin powers movies and then it all comes back poor patty anyway cartoons evader zim billy and mandy yeah
1: no so so,
2: uh, speaking of your teenage adolescence get
1: those out of your mind but richard i mean you gotta you gotta like mark you know mark is uh telling you that his kids grew up watching you. And you're like, oh, Mark's a big star. He's on a yeah. you know, big show. And, and yes, he has a huge audience of people over the age of 50. But you've got all the young, you know, hip, you know, you got all the kids, you got all the teenagers, you got all the people in their 20s and 30s. Yeah,
2: it's weird because I always remember thinking to myself, I'm going to eventually get to an age where I'm like kids – Childhood, like they're yeah. now grown with their own kids, and they'll be in a position—they'll be in a hiring position—and they'll <laughs> want to work with us because, oh my gosh! And so that's kind of where I am in that phase. I—I I, I just did a thing. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Hell of a Boss, and it was on YouTube by this—this um this really talented artist by the name of Vivzy Pop Her name's Vivian Madrano, but she goes by Vivziepop, and. She said, "Hey, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Billy and Mandy and Invader Zim. Would you do this thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. What? You know, I go and I do it. That thing had six million views in like two days. Yeah. And now it's 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 like to sixteen million or something like that. It's amazing. And it's like, oh well, they call me Gramps.
1: <laughs> more, <laughs> more viewers than anything on CBS.
2: Yes. Uh Yeah."
1: So when was when was Angry like what was the early one was it Angry Beavers that came first?
2: Power Rangers was my first like regular series, and then but that was more dubbing. The first first original character that I created was the Angry Beavers. Yeah, I had done done guest spots on a lot of other animated shows. So I
1: mean, you've got kids that grew up on that. Oh yeah,
2: in fact, there's (laughs) an episode called Tree of Hearts where Daggett and uh, Norman are reading the mail, and it says, "Hey." Hey, Daggett! Look at this. Richard Horvitz had a baby boy, Jake Elliot, born April 11th. And Daggett goes, "Yay! Who's Richard Horvitz?" And North <laughs> just, just nobody. And that Jake Elliot is now 23 years old. He just wow. turned
1: 23. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Dean, you've done some voice work. You did some regular show stuff. You did some stuff on We Bear Bears. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: yeah I, 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 my voiceover, my voiceover stuff was a um, through the 2000s and a lot of commercial stuff, I was either the wry voice uh, when they couldn't afford Adam Carolla or the very calming, soothing voice of reason when we needed to make sure everything was okay. Like the first big gig I had was after the California blackouts in early 2000s. I was, for, I was the voice of PG&E going, everything's okay. We're all okay. Just your lights are going to be off for a while, but that's okay.
2: we're going to provide you candles
1: yeah Uh, Yeah.
0: i think i think nationally we could use a soothing voice i think we could
3: i think
1: we could you know uh governor cuomo needs to take a a rest every couple of days
2: (laughs) (laughs) those those press conferences i appreciate them but they go on and on and we hear about his daughter
3: or yeah. Is that the guy they're not going to let out of the basement ever?
1: He's just yeah, no, that's the,
3: the brother. that's oh, right. so. the brother. Yeah.
1: Well, the brother had yeah. it, and his wife got it. Now oh his my wife God. has it, yeah. They're just floating around that house.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so now
3: he's just living in the basement, like trolling online.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. So, so Richard,
0: you're, you've had an interesting career because you've, like I said – yeah, the summer school fandom, and then you you are part of the greater Power Rangers fandom, which is yeah. myriad and huge it's so many levels, and and yeah, I think what last count there's like ninety Power Rangers, and <laughs> and that and that's just the Power Rangers. Doesn't include the 90, vo- other voice 90, voices. Ninety? Think something there's like that. yeah, yeah. twenty seven. Is Orange 27? Okay, all right. The last time I asked about the Power Rangers, I said how many of them are you? I, this was actually about three years ago, so yeah, it's probably a no,
1: quick couple. Many of them. It
2: depends on it depends on when their uh, contract negotiations are up. Ooh. That's how many how many Power Rangers they are. It on. depends. Yeah.
1: On, it depends Well, on who has time for a raise? I and yeah. and with so, some
0: of did it was always a one and done. I always have the the question. So what was it like when you saw your action figure at the stores? And they always say I was already done with the show.
2: Right. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's a out. little it's a little known fact, but um, Alpha Five is the only original character in the entire Mighty Morphin series that's in every single episode from beginning to end of, of Mighty Morphin and then into Turbo. Wow. Yeah. Good is
0: on
1: you. One? Yeah. That's not right? much English. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's,
2: it's, it's a fandom. You have to know. Okay, cool. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not missing
1: anything. So, Dean, I saw you last year, I think. You were on an episode of Always Sunny. Uh, I think it's
3: like probably two years ago. Yes. Two years ago?
1: Yeah. And that was a great spot. Oh
3: my God. You know, that I've been a huge fan of that show ever since it's been on. And they wrote that part for me and they were the coolest. I, I, I Speechless, literally speechless. It was just a great experience
1: for me. Had that, had that come about?
3: They called up and said, when I, we brought the ski thing for always sunny it sent me the script. I, I read it. And I was like, I don't think they're completely making fun of me. I think, I think I come out of this okay, so I went up and did it. And Psych had done something sort of similar a couple yeah. of yeah. And this before. is the
2: thing about Psych: Andy Berman, who is the creator and executive producer of Psych, was dib on Invader Zim, and he does this whole reference about Dean Cameron of Summer School, right? And yeah, he doesn't there, put me on the show, right?
3: There'd been an ep- there'd been an episode where they where the plot point was that the bad guy had been watching a double feature of summer school and ski school on, on the show. And then they talk about Dean Cameron and then years, years later, they, on the very last episode they shot, they you know, James Roday was this big eighties fan. So he finally got me on, on the show, but yeah, but always sunny was just a great experience. yeah like, man, that's great. What can that's you nice. say? Those guys are geniuses. It was
1: a brilliant. It was a brilliant episode. Yeah. All right, so so when you guys go to these conventions, Dean, you know you've got all these people come up to you because they're nostalgic for you or they're like they're a fan of your thing. Is there anyone that you've met at one of these shows that you're like, oh, that's really cool, that's an awesome guy that you know?
3: Yes, I just forgot his name. He played bass for Ozzy Osbourne um, and everyone else.
1: Can we Google
3: (laughs) Ozzy Osbourne's bass player? I met him. That was
1: amazing. Patty's gonna figure it out.
0: There's been, there's been a couple, but there's little. been a
1: lot. But he was back in the like, run r- me some names, fatty.
3: Uh, Robert Tujul. No, not Robert Tijul. No, Bob Daisley. No, after Bob Daisley. Oh, Rudy. Rudy Sarzo. Yes, right, Sarzo. right, right, right.
2: Rudy.
3: Yes, and yes, he Sarzo. with
2: everything. That was yeah, cool. it, yeah, Quiet Riot. Yeah. yeah, Paul McCartney. He's a bassist, right?
3: He is a bassist.
2: Yes, okay, bassist. God, whatever happened to him. <laughs>
3: I don't know. If only
2: you tried harder.
0: That's a tough. one. <laughs> Always oh, he, he did. He tried. He went into a veganism for a while. That's
1: yes. It. What about you, Richard?
2: Oh no, I'm not a vegan now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Leo.
1: If he was, you would have known about it. Yeah. You get excited to meet anyone on any of these shows?
2: Oh yeah, you know, you know who it is. It was Lee Majors, uh, the $6 about. million dollar man. Yeah. It was the night before we were supposed to be there, and Mike had sent me our table list of who we're sitting next to. And I said to Kristen, my wife, I said, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting next to Lee Majors. And I go to the green room just before we're about to take our uh, our booths, and there's Lee. And I said, I, I just want to tell you I'm a huge fan. I mean, I was fanboying, like, left and right. And he goes, oh, are you a $6 million man fan? I said, yes. but truly." I'm a bigger fan of Heath Barkley from the Big Valley. And he said, Oh, you mean the one that plays every single day in every single country and I make no residuals on? <laughs> uh, I
1: actors. said,
2: Yes, that one. But that was, was my big one.
1: Richard, you got to tell me before we do a show, like a couple weeks before a show. Yeah. Like three, four weeks. <laughs> okay. Look at the guest list. Yeah. And you got to tell me who you want to sit next to.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, a, I mean, I became buddies with Lee. It was like the best weekend. Oh. <clears throat> um, at, at one point, because people come up to my table and they, you know, when they come up to my table, I do my voices like, Oh, we do alpha or we do Zim or yeah, I'll do it. At one point Lee leans over and he goes, Hey Richard, if uh, you keep doing your voices for free, people are going to expect me to run in slow motion for free. <laughs> and I said, well, Lee, you're 78. I mean, you don't have a choice. <laughs>
3: I, I sat next to uh, I sat next to Dan, Diane Franklin for an entire weekend once, an entire weekend, Friday through Sunday, the whole weekend, and then in the airport, on the way back, I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" She's like, "Hi, nice to see you." Like, like I was a fan or something, and I went, "I was." I was sitting next to you for the weekend. <laughs> she goes, oh, uh, what's your name? I, uh, it's all right. It's all right. Never mind. <laughs> well, that's,
2: that's like uh, what's her name? Uh, Mike from Rocky Horror.
1: Oh, Patricia Quinn.
2: Yes, she <laughs> never remembers Ricky Simons. Well,
1: never. you listen. We love Patricia.
2: <laughs> yes, I love we Patricia. Do.
1: We do, but Patricia doesn't remember a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know that Patricia remembers me. <laughs> she's done about six or eight shows with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know that she knows who I am.
2: I know who you are.
1: Well, that's all that matters.
0: I know, I know. And she always has this pixie-ish quality. Dress. Oh, hello. Yes. Are you going to take me to my first? Oh, and, and she's always
2: dressed in her magenta, right? Isn't right. It, Was it magenta? Is that her? Or-
0: well, No, she doesn't dress in costume, but she dresses... She she, has, she this, has right. She has this wonderfully. She embraces her eccentricities, and yeah. she's this wonderful dotty English wine boss yes. fan that uh, yes. that you that you wish we were, you were related to. Right. So I, I've enjoyed sitting with her. I've enjoyed sitting with Lee Major. Sat with him several times. Nice uh, guy,
2: right? He's absolutely super nice.
0: great. great. Yeah. yeah, he he loved it how I would shorthand things to him because his hearing's a little off. So I translate to him. Somebody comes to the microphone and, oh, they're, 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 they're Bigfoot and everything else, and blah, blah. And he leaned over me, what do you want? And I say, Bigfoot story. Oh, yeah, Bigfoot. Andrew the Giant. Great. Yeah, great, 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 great. Yeah, yeah just go right. I,
2: I have a question for you, Mike. Have you tried to get uh, Mickey Dolans and Mike Nesmith? Because I know they were doing.
1: I haven't. I haven't had uh, that yet.
2: That would be a get for me because I'm a huge Monkees fan. I saw them in yeah. concert twice. All right. Write that down. Write <laughs> it writing down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. You, you am write it Richard. down, Richard. It oh, down. You know, oh, Richard, no, no, no. I tell you when I write down notes,
2: he does it, keep them. He gets them.
1: You know, a couple of days later, pop figures <laughs> show up at Richard's house.
2: That's that's true. <laughs> that pop figure right behind me. It's right there. That's it. Nice.
1: Nice. So, what's
0: been a, a, a moment at at the tables for the fan that uh, that's resonated with you? That you just really somebody just really just had a story to share with you that that uh, you really took to heart.
3: Well, I've had two people show up with rock, this Rockula Batwing costume that has Rockula and Batwings, and they've made this whole thing. Doctor. And that is hugely touching. And one guy showed up with a friend, and they were dressed as Chainsaw and Dave. And uh, and that was like my first convention when, when that happened. And I thought this is very, very cool. So I, those, those resonated with me a lot.
0: Awesome.
2: Well, like we have some friends in here who came up to our table at our at our Richmond convention. Uh, Harrington M. Lilana and her family uh, came up, and the kids all they all the whole family dressed in Zim, which was nice, and the kids wow. dressed as Gur and uh, and Zim, and it it was a lot of fun. But I think I've shared this story before. But I think the thing that always uh, moves me the most is uh, when I'm at a table and a soldier comes up and they come up and they say, I just want to let you know that, you know, I was over and you know, I was in Iraq or I was in first Iraq or I was in, uh, you know, I was in Afghanistan and I was, you know, saw a lot of really bad action there. And it was, it was, it was horrible. But my father, my mother sent me my DVD collection of Invader Zim. And it was the only thing that made us laugh or smile again and That's like it just moves you because same with people who've had who've been in the hospital said I was battling cancer was something in your show made me laugh and I would watch it. That's the only thing that would make me laugh. Those things move me like beyond belief, because as I said before, you're in in a dark room with like, you know, if you're lucky, the whole cast and you're just laughing, you're making each other laugh. You're having a good time and you don't realize how far it's reaching. In the world, like in the world, I've been all over the world, and, and it, it's been the same. And that makes you feel in a way that you're you're contributing in some way. And one of the reasons that Dean and I do this some kind of joke is because, like, even during this this time, we still need to laugh. You know, we still need to laugh, and it makes us laugh, and we hope we're bringing laughter to Well, so, You know, it's
3: funny, Richard, because the, the people that I meet are just like, I was so wasted when I was watching the It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's different, moving. That's very moving. Very moving. I still have
0: that Iron Maiden shirt, man. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> so, so speaking of making people laugh during this time, some kind of joke, we have a, a, a clip we're going to show Magic. Hey. Oh, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna do a setup. So this is episode five, called Tradition, and each one of these are like a minute and a half to like two two and a half minute, you know, vignettes. And uh, let's uh, anything you want to say before we start this.
2: These are just the ideas that Dean and I work out every week, and we we have a, a set list that we're gonna do during the week, and this is one of them.
1: Oh, and the conceit is each episode, it's two brothers. Yeah. Who start talking on Zoom, right. and they have this Zoom chat every, you know, every day, so it's the same format. And uh, all right, so producer Steve, take it away.
3: I don't see you. I'm it's here. Always, I always have a. Oh, there you are. I just have a problem connecting. I'm sorry. Here
2: we are. Here we are. April tenth.
3: April tenth.
2: I'm sorry we couldn't do this in person.
3: Yeah, me too. But you know, we're doing it, right? Tradition.
2: Yes, we're keeping the tradition alive. He was a good man.
3: He was, he was a, he was a good man, Fredo. And you know what? He had two great sons. That's very sweet. That's true. Fredo. You're a good man.
2: And you're a good man, Michael. Thanks. Let's do this to dad
3: to dad. Plank.
2: I keep thinking about that last day. I'll never forget his final words.
3: Yeah, boy, you don't need to. Hold the ladder
2: still, Fredo, you idiot. can hear you, Michael. Excuse me for having fond memories. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Richard Horvitz, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Richard
2: Horvitz. He's <laughs> yeah.
1: It was about to start the Tiger King episode next.
2: That's a good one. Tiger King is a good one also.
1: also admit. So I, I binged the first, uh, I think a couple days ago, I binged the first eight or so and, and I've had to, you know, <laughs> go to your Facebook page every day to,
2: <laughs> to see the new one. We yeah. got another one coming out today.
1: Coming
3: out today? Oh, coming nice. out today, yeah.
1: Cool. And so now we're – so people can find this on YouTube?
2: Yeah. YouTube
3: it's- slash some kind of joke. some YouTube, kind of yes.
2: joke. Some kind of
3: joke. Or on Richard's Instagram or my Instagram. Yeah.
2: But you – know, but ultimately, we'd love to get subscribers to our channel so yeah. that if you can subscribe to the channel, that would help us a lot. I'd appreciate it.
3: Richard would appreciate it.
2: I would appreciate it. So a Dean, right? I would appreciate it,
3: yes. Thank you.
2: Uh, hey, Remember to subscribe and hit the bell. Speaking of a Dean directing and writing, did he tell you about his play that he's doing, his live broadcast?
3: This- oh, right.
0: No, let's hear about that, please. Oh, yeah.
3: So years ago, I... I started corresponding with a Nigerian scammer.
1: Oh, I read about this. Yeah.
3: And so I, I, cor- I corresponded with him for about a year and then, and then a couple years later, uh, but I turned it into a two person show with me and this guy named Victor Isaac. And we've toured it around the world. We did it just for last festival. Oh, wow. done, we did Edinburgh two years in a row. We toured all over the country with it. It's called the Nigerian spam scam scam. And we're doing it this year. Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on Zoom. Although I'm looking at StreamYard and it seems like this is
1: a better platform for us because we can control who the things are. So i will have to research that. But we can, we can I can, uh, any questions you have about StreamYard, I can help you out. StreamYard is better. Oh. I mean,
3: it's, cause yeah, because we're, we're, yeah, it's just two of us and we share slides and stuff. So anyway, we, we, we yeah. We, but I I, uh, I spent the, I spent a year and I called the guy on the phone. I sent him packages to Nigeria uh, full of just crap to uh, <laughs> the guy, and I ended up I ended up getting a check from him for three dollars and fifty cents. So if you want to see how that happens, this this Saturday at two p.m. It's wow. a true story, it's, and it's all I true. Absolutely it's, believe it. Yeah, it's all it's all true. Awesome. I,
0: I'm amazed that the the guy at the other end. Kept going for that
3: long. Well, this was this was about two thousand four, so it was be it was before everyone in the United States got hip to the scammers, and before all the scammers got hip to all the scam baiters. So, right, it was just yeah. yeah. nice thing. I like to think that there's a guy in Nigeria who's got a show about this crazy American Uh, because I was writing as, as this sexually confused millionaire in Florida with a house, (laughs) with a house boy named Quan who may have been underage and stolen from the Philippines or not. And it was just, this guy was just crazy enough and wealthy enough to fall for the scam. So I would say, yeah, I'm going to send you the money, but first here's a picture of my cats. What do you think of my cats? (laughs) And, uh, that, but, and then at one point a friend of so there's a big Nigerian ex, expat community in Amsterdam and that's where a lot of the scams originate from oh. and so a friend of mine was traveling to Amsterdam and I got him to call the guy <laughs> in Amsterdam from a pay phone and he left a very detailed message about uh, about the stuff we were talking about so it increased my credibility and it was it was it really helped me out so yeah. wow so, and when, when is this what is this Saturday, again?
1: This Saturday 2pm Saturday 2pm PM, if
3: you got to my Facebook Dean Cameron or my Twitter Dean Cameron, I'll have links and stuff like
1: that. Right. I don't know that I have the um, the patience to go that far <laughs> but I've I've gotten a couple of Facebook like somebody like will copy a page of a friend of mine and then they'll be like you know they'll add me as a thing and then it's that hey can you send me some money I'm stuck in right. another country and stuff, uh, right. yes mm-hmm. and I'll be and I'll play that along for a while like. You son of a bitch! After what you did <laughs> <laughs> to my sister, and then just drag that out for a little while. Yeah. Um, but they'll play along for a while. Yeah, it's it's tougher now because
3: now that they're hip to because there's this there was this subculture. They're called scam baiters of people like myself. Yeah. Uh, so now all the scammers they have a boilerplate of about twelve emails that they just send out one after another, and if you don't reply to them, you're gone. It'll just go on the next person, so. yeah. I remember, where they are.
0: I think about nine months ago, I got like the, the weird one saying it reversed engineered my webcam and was observing what I was doing and claimed to have spotted me doing things. And right, I was like, I don't what, have a webcam what, hooked right. up.
2: What were you doing, Patty? <laughs> That's
1: uh,
0: the this, point. uh, we said this is a PG 13 show. I <laughs> Oops. But uh, Fabi may have had something to do with it. Yeah,
2: all I know is that you, for some reason, you invested in Bitcoin, if I'm not mistaken.
0: <laughs> you fool! You didn't?
2: Well, I still that, haven't got my I'm
1: Bitcoin. Getting, I'm investing in oil. Oh. Yeah.
2: Good, good choice. Good time, to invest, <laughs> good time, in time to invest in
1: oil. You know, oil futures, I hear, are on the are on the rise. Yes. <laughs> Dean, what's the nerdiest thing about you?
3: I like a band called Marillion. You, you also... Know,
0: yeah, in your respect, Marillion is like there with like a fish and stuff of like this way. And 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 yeah, but the weird thing is, I knew of Marillion, but then when Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden like mentioned he was a huge fan of them, then oh. then all of a sudden I got into him. And yeah, I, yeah, right on. I'm with you, brother. I'm with cool. you. Um, Dean
1: also directed
2: uh, videos for Steel Panther. Oh,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, I did read that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: and a pilot and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Bastards. There's no
1: bad blood, though.
2: There's nothing nerdy about me, Mike. Thanks for asking.
1: (laughs) Look, (laughs) we know about you, Horvitz. (laughs) I mean.
0: Carl Ryder figured
2: you <laughs> from
1: the day one. You told us that story. Corby, the nerdy not- thing about you. Where do we start? Yeah, he what called me.
2: He called me <laughs> the new Mary Tyler Moore.
1: You want to be here for nine hours?
2: <laughs> My nerdiness.
1: What? All right. What is the nerdiest thing about you, Richard?
2: Well, okay.
1: I could tell. Well, let me, t- okay, let me tell you. Right.
3: The, actually, the nerdiest thing about Richard is that he's not nerdy. I have to explain all the computer stuff to him. I call him grandpa because he doesn't know, oh, like, God. what's this on my cell phone? How do you do that? I'm like, he doesn't know anything. He's just grandpa. So I'm grandpa. But that's that's uh, what I, I think. That's so true. No nerdy. I,
2: well, I'll tell you that I've, I've recently started uh, collecting all the toys that I had when I was growing up. Okay. So recently I've become obsessed. Like, if you look behind me, that is called a Verdi Bird. Do you remember the Verdi Bird? I'll show you what it does. Watch. it. Go get it over. Watch. All right, be great, you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Sit down. You stay right there, mister.
0: (laughs) You're going nowhere. He's your buddy, and you vouch for him.
1: Uh, I see Richard is uh, wearing sandals today. Uh, Oh, I remember those.
2: Did you see it?
1: Yes. Did you see me
2: crash into the thing?
1: I think James lost it.
2: Do you remember the Verdi Bird? Anyone? I do. Okay. I you don't do. remember the Verdi Bird? Okay. So I started collecting that and then I got a, a, my 1968 Mattel Hot Wheels Sprint Track with the car wash that had the, the, yes. the spitting things that shot the car. And I yes. just bought that car. I'll, I'll show you a car that I bought. It's, a, it's an original Red Wine Hot Wheels.
0: Stay right there, Dean.
3: Stay right there. <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh. Very, very expensive. Wasn't that the car in Jackass? Say that again? Wasn't that the car in Jackass?
2: Thing? <laughs> yeah, that's the
1: one. Why is, yes. it, why is it wrapped up?
2: Because it's expensive. You know how much the, uh, an official Red Lines Hot Wheel car costs from 1968? Nice. No. condition How much? Five or $600. For
0: what? You
1: want, you want to tell them about my office?
0: Richard, you mentioned yeah. that you are you were getting all the toys that you yes. had as a kid and lost. Yeah. Mike superseded that at the office. Now he gets the toys that he wanted oh. to, ah. as a kid but yeah. didn't exist. So wow. he's got a, ma- a massive Mego collection and over the years there have wow. been customizers who have done uh, new characters in the Mego style. But so wow. okay,
1: half the fun is displaying them. So like the Mego, star trek you know romulan or the or the neptunian yeah they're expensive I, they are but you yeah. keep them in you got to you got to show them you got play well yeah
2: i'm playing with my 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 Verdi bird. i mean you just saw me crashing three times but i will say this i am obsessed with finding something that is very difficult to find right now you can find them they're not they're broken if you want them for parts
1: well it, it's not that hard to find weed a no, film? no,
2: that I can find. That you I see. found. A I in fact cur- I, I, I'm eating it right now. A film but career? Is a that- film career, <laughs> yes. A film career. Really yeah. out Do you remember 1960s, early 60s to mid-sixties, went all the way to the 80s? The GE show and tell phono viewer. And what it was was it was oh, a TV yes. yes. set, it had a record player on top yes. and a film strip in there, yes. and it and it was like just a slideshow. Yeah. But it was also a 1633, 45, and 78 turntable. Yeah. So yeah. you can find them on eBay, but they're usually something's broken about them. But it's called the GE Phono Viewer. I'm looking for a, a good one. Hmm. That's you want to know why I'm nerdy. That's my nerd. <laughs> that's the only I, thing that's nerdy about me. Cool.
0: The, the the next time we're all at a show together, I yes, I, I try to cruise the, the the vendor room as quickly as I can, and I will keep an
1: eye out for you. Perfect. Thank yes. you. We will look for that excellent you know the one thing i gotta get there's one thing patty i don't have what's that it's not that hard to find they're kind of common i just never found one that i I never well it's fair i mean sandy would get upset i think she's not a girlfriend but you know she would uh maybe she'd understand (laughs) i'm
0: drinking my drink and saying nothing
1: (laughs) she's uh sorry no, too easy. It's, 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 it's all right. If you won't let me to bring the toys home. No, we're talking about my office. I, I think I have like two pop figures in the house. It's all I'm allowed. The Flintstones had a big dinosaur with that Fred would ride. Yeah, and it was it was like a remote control thing. Yeah, I think it's late sixties. That's the piece I gotta get. Is that
2: the one hmm. that he did? He wrote at work. Yeah. The, yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah. And then when
2: the whistle blew, he slides down its yep. tail. Yeah, yep. yeah. 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 So he
1: rides his big, you know, thing. So and yeah. then you can the remote control it. Ah, you got to find one that the remote control works, and you got to find one that you know.
3: The toy, the toy I had when I was a kid that I loved was this thing called. Uh, there was a show called Winky Dink and You. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And I begged my mom for that, and we finally got it. And it was there was this cartoon, and he would have these adventures, but then he would need you to help him, and so you had this plastic piece you put over the, the TV screen, and you would draw like he needed steps, and you would draw steps on your TV screen. Oh so he yeah. Could the steps oh and stuff like yeah. That, that yeah. was super cool because they were geniuses because. Parents had to buy them because every kid was drawing on the TV with their crayons. So you had to get the, the winky dinks. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
2: It's like I early, remember, that was early 60s. I remember, you know, before, I. Grew way up
1: with, before I was born.
2: I know, way yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, you know, I grew up on Sid and Marty Croft. I think we've, we've spoken about this before, but I was a huge, you know, Lidsville and HR Puff and stuff. and loved it. And I remember when we were doing Billy and Mandy, they said, we've got a surprise for you. And they brought on Billy Hayes and Billy Hayes played Witchy Poo right. on, and yeah. also played Weenie on Lidsville. Yep. And I was, again, fanboying like I did for Lee Majors. And I'll never forget it because I just did my Charles Nelson Riley for it. I was like, Oh, hello, Weenie! Oh, and she's like, "Oh, I wish Charles could see that, you know." Charles and Alice Ghostly and myself—we all share a, a same a birthday in the same week, so we always get together for for dinner. And we're meeting next week. I said, "Oh, I would love to go." And she says, "Oh no, honey, you're
1: not invited." So. <laughs> The uh...
0: oh i was supposed to uh, uh and it's still on the horizon uh, eventually i'm supposed to do a cosplay i'm gonna do hoodoo and a friend of mine's gonna do witchy <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that'd be
2: awesome and i've
0: and i've got i've got the opportunity to sit with uh butch and of course you know oh, he told, yeah. He told, he told me uh, much, all, yeah, yeah he's told me all about lidsville about how charles dallas Riley was all like oh butch i love you just no. kidding Or am I?
2: (laughs) Someone just said that we needed a summer school Funko Pop. And here's an interesting uh, thing. Dean has an action figure of chainsaw.
3: Yeah, this guy, uh, uh, it's called Death by Toys. and I think he's on Instagram, Death by Toys. He makes these action figures as a hobby. Sure. and, And he said, hey, I made a chainsaw action figure. And I put it on Facebook, and people went insane, so I commissioned him to i think he made ten of them Wow, and I overpriced them so much and sold them My kid goes to private school, so okay. <laughs> so uh yeah, so they're yeah, there' these chainsaw action figures that I think they're online somewhere, but they I don't have one any I not don't, I don't have one, but like, yeah, they were cool, very cool, yeah. Hey, Stuart Fratkin is watching. Oh, hey, Stuart. I did a a TV show called They Came From Outer Space with this guy. And he was also in ski school. He played Fitz in ski school. And he was also the second version of Styles in uh, Teen Wolf. He was in Team Wolf 2, Electric Boogaloo. So and these <laughs> the
0: guys said that curly Crap, you all need a life? That's we need a right? life, yes. Right, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> thanks, Stuart. Nice Stuart to meet
2: you, too. You all need a life. <laughs> Stuart, you don't like our toys?
0: Yeah. Up here. Your Glad toy. you're enjoying the show, Stuart.
2: <laughs> Stuart, Stuart. Stuart was also in Dickhead Fireman.
1: That's right. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Awesome. <So> Richard.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So a couple of the surviving cast members have been out of splits. Yes, starting to do shit conventions. Really? So the guy who was repping Gilbert Gottfried yes, when Gilbert was in Richmond, was telling me that he's br- he's I think he's supposed to bring them the chiller. Wow. And, uh, so
2: tra-la-la, tra-la-la. There three
1: of them.
3: Um,
2: yeah.
1: So after the great
3: career crash of 1995, I went to Las Vegas and I worked at Caesar's Palace as a singing uh, magician at a thing called. Caesar's Magical Empire. And one of the people I worked with was one of the original Banana Splits. Wow. I forgot his name, but he was a little,
1: old, little guy. Orbit would have driven out. What? Orvitz would have driven to Vegas. Yes,
2: interestingly, both Dean and I found our our careers in Vegas because he he was there doing his show, and I was playing Mo Howard of the Three Stooges at the MGM Grand when it reopened with the theme park. So Mm. I was playing the Three Stooges, you know, six shows a day, five days a week.
1: (laughs) Gotta eat. What are you doing here? Know. Why are
2: you
3: in? Uh, I just—it's a—I don't know.
0: <laughs> just yet, no. It's—it's a—it's a gig. It's a gig.
2: So, so gig.
0: I, I, uh, we did a magic act. I mean, was this like the big elaborate stage magic, or were you doing some sleight of hand?
3: No, it was a. I was literally <laughs> singing about try the veal. Okay. Well, well, yeah, yeah. It was it was a pretty cool it was a very cool venue. It's online. There's a Caesar's Magical Empire, but it was okay. it was, it was basically a singing waiter. So
0: yeah. Hey, hey oh. you know <clears throat> I, I I did I did amusement park work for thirteen years. So cool. I yeah.
1: I, uh, I, got, yeah. I, got, I got both Paddy, you guys to that. Patty
2: yeah,
1: worked, yeah. worked for Walt Disney World Oh, uh, I've heard
2: of that. I've heard of that
1: in, yeah, in heard of the yeah. Monsters Inc. Oh Attraction. Yeah. Has, uh,
0: yeah, I'm in my 50s, but I played a six-year-old for 13
3: uh, for 13 years.
2: <laughs> Dean, one of Dean's best friends, he met in Vegas.
3: Yeah, I mean, it it was good. It, it ended up. Uh, well, I, I'd known him before, but yeah, became, oh, okay. I ended up living with, at Penn Gillette's house,
1: and and oh right, oh, Pen and- uh, produced uh, something with you, right?
2: Yes, uh, yeah, the the joke one, right? The
1: Aristocrats.
3: You know, aristocrats. aristocrats. Yeah, I, was aristocrats. On a, I mean, aristocrats was just—it it was all shot on on you know consumer cameras. So if you were around and they said, "Oh, Carlin," Carlin said, "Yes, let's go." You grab the camera and go. And oh, nice. For Carlin and
1: okay. right, you, they, uh, Dean. You were—I guess you were a camera guy on aristocrat, yeah. Right? aristocrats, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then you shot a bunch of kind of not stuff that was for a separate. Uh, aristocrats live stuff, I read.
3: Oh, well, sort of. When we did when we did Nigerian spam scam in in Edinburgh, we shot a live version of the Aristocrats joke. Which, uh, if you don't know the Aristocrats joke, rent the movie The Aristocrats or <clears throat> stream it. It's classic. Uh, so we did a live version, and uh, that was going to go on the DVD of The Aristocrats. But ultimately, one person. Said, "I can't. I won't. I won't sign a release. So it, it, it's, it's, it's just history."
0: So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, um, I had to explain the aristocrats joke to a very devout Mormon friend of mine who can't handle profanity or <laughs> that stuff. Okay. So <laughs> I, I like, and then the guy came in. They said the stuff and this and that, and I ta- I explained it. It's a tempo joke. You build, right. you build, you build, you build, you build. What are you guys doing? <laughs> aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean the great the, the thing about the Aristocrats is it, it, it Penn says this in the movie it's it's the singer not the song so it's yeah it, it's jazz so it's, you take yes. you take the joke and you make it your own I mean Carlin's yeah. version is very different than Drew Carey's version oh, yeah it's, just, it's the, a it's a uh, great it's a great movie about comedy the, card, course, the card the card first card version card. I was really taken with which one
0: the playing card the guy oh yes, the yes, cards. yes yes yeah. that's great yeah. Yeah, absolutely, some good stuff. Good. So, uh, before we go, real quick, what would be the what would be the dream project for you guys? If uh, somebody says, "Here's a big bag of money, do whatever you want to, just have it with
2: us, to us, in nine months to a year,"
3: I I want to direct television. That's all I want to do.
2: I'd like to. I'd like to produce, write, and direct, and and star in a movie that we collaborated on. We work together well, and we collaborate. So I would probably like to do that. I'd like to spend a couple of months. Not pro- probably not like. I mean, Dean and I have written in a room together for a, a TV pilot that was yeah. fun. We like the writers' room a lot. so yeah. We do like the writers' room. So yeah. I think that's probably. If it's a big bag of money, it'd probably be. I'd probably buy a convention.
1: <laughs> not not in these days. Not in these days. <laughs> more you want to be in the live events business for me
2: <laughs> no the dead <laughs> events
1: <laughs> Fifty thousand people in a building Oof. you think they're gonna let me do that this year
2: May, maybe in florida yeah <laughs> uh,
1: uh, so problem is we're not in florida anymore richard i sold oh, that
0: that's
2: right that's right you're not i forgot yeah
1: i got yeah, but
2: you will be in richmond virginia
1: next year in march
2: yeah. Well, what's the next one? You got yeah,
1: Raleigh and Raleigh. Do Raleigh, it. Raleigh's a good one. Raleigh. They're not going to let me have fifty thousand people. No. Not no. not this year. If they let me do anything, I'm gonna. My attendance is going to be, you know, a sliver. Yeah. Sliver. Mm-hmm. That if, if. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. Well, uh, you
2: you know what? We'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it <laughs> out. We'll... Corona con. Coronacon. <laughs> That's what Stephanie Walker wrote. Coronacon. <laughs> it's a convention.
3: Uh, it's a convention.
1: We. Uh, so I got. I have one last question about Rockula. <laughs> uh, did you ever uh, interact with Golan and Globus, the producers? No, the but set? no,
3: but beautiful Italian women would show up on the set saying. That they had a part in the yeah. movie uh-huh. Uh-huh. and the director would go oh okay and then they'd go they'd like do a line and they just shoot a single so they didn't have to cut them into anything and then the the girls would leave and then we'd go on with the day that was that was my experience with going and globus so
0: and
2: that is perfect. <laughs>
3: <Exactly. All laughs> to anyone
0: who knows anything about Golden Globus.
2: thank That's Stuart. It. Stuart liked my my joke. Thank you, Stuart.
1: I had I had worked with the guy who started <laughs> Canon Films, and then he had sold it to Golden Globus. Yeah. So for years, I got to hear all these stories about you know these two crazy guys, and uh, what you just said pretty much fits the bill.
3: Well, did, so you, that- ever read, did you ever read the 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 book about uh, the making of uh, the Bukowski movie? and uh the dr- barbe schroeder going in, going into them with a a a hedge trimmer and threatening to cut his fingers off if they didn't give him the money to finish to finish barfly
0: barfly yeah yeah
3: it's a, an amazing story uh and true, totally true story. So you don't give me this money because they kept saying, "Oh, we're going to make the movie. We're not going to make the movie. We're going to make the movie." And finally, Barbeau showed went in the hedge trimmer and said, "I'm going to cut my fingers off on your desk if you don't give me the money." They said, "Okay,
1: okay, okay. We'll give you the money." I hadn't heard. I hadn't. I haven't read the book. It's a great. It's a book. Yeah, great. Great. That's uh,
3: that's yeah. I'll, that's it's a thinking. Bukowski book called Hollywood, and it, it sort of talks about
1: the. I love Bukowski. I mean, I have. I mean, more goddamn Bukowski books than you can. Then uh then Horvitz has uh, you we know, all do we were all matchbox
2: cars
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we all went through that phase. Hot, <laughs> Hot
2: I'm wheels. I'm sorry. sorry. Not matchbox, not matchbox. You're wheels. right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. It's like someone calling Spider-Man a DC character. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: sure. How can you not Bukowski? Of, of all the beat poets? He's the straight one.
2: Yeah.
1: He's the drinker. He's not, you know, chasing little boys. That's you great. know, it's cool. he's he's the you know, hey,
2: Jack Kerouac, uh, I think of your mother.
1: Yeah, but then you start thinking about hey, those stories with Ginsburg and, you know, you know chasing after that's, Kerouac. That's
2: way before my time, you people. I I, I was born in 93, so.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pop my cup and tip my cup. All right. So I think we've kept you gentlemen long enough.
2: Um, <laughs> That's a right we, way of saying we have overstayed our welcome team.
1: No, I think we've overstayed
2: no,
0: our welcome we, Yeah, we could go, we could go this all night. But uh, what, uh, what social media outlets
3: can we follow you guys on? On MySpace? Oh. <laughs> I got no way to Aren't you on Friendster? It's Geocities 18111 44 slash 999 Cool. My AOL homepage is
0: Darth Vader 666.
1: That's awesome. Listen, Patty, I saw your profile and love it, AOL.
2: Uh, you can find us at YouTube.com, Some Kind of Joke. We also have YouTube.com slash Dickhead Fireman. And uh, you can find me at Richard Horvitz VO, Twitter at Richard Horvitz. And
1: uh and Richard Horvitz you can uh, do the uh, voiceover classes?
2: Uh, well, if voiceover is uh, – you can go to richardhorvitz.com
1: and Richard go – Richard Horvitz.com.
2: Yeah, richardhorvitz.com.
3: And I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm the Dean Cameron, but everything else just Dean Cameron. There's Facebook Dean Cameron.
2: Yeah, when we started when we started posting the um, – the, uh, Some
3: kind of joke. The some kind
2: of joke, I can't saying, at Dean Cameron, at Dean Cameron, to finally I got a thing from Dean Cameron. Hey, I'm not Dean Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when there's a doctor on the East Coast whose name is Richard Horvitz, and finally one day he he contacted me and he said, you know, I am a very prestigious doctor. I'm very successful. I, I donate millions of dollars, but your fans will not stop harassing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay, the new episode uh, of Joke is tonight. Some yes. kind of joke tonight. So, yeah, tonight, Saturday. We're gonna do the uh, streaming two o'clock. Uh, Nigerian
1: have- spam yeah. scam.
0: Right. And uh, do you guys have any other looming projects on the horizon that you, you may be allowed
3: to tell us about?
2: If we ever get out of this stay-at-home thing, we will.
3: I've got a apparently a commercial I did for Cox Communication just started running yesterday, so that's good. All right, right on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank
2: All you, right. everyone.